afternoon, Mel. Hello, Holly. What's new? What's new? Well, we are three quarters through our recording session. Woohoo! Mega recording session. No, mega. Have we? Not three quarters. This is our third one. Oh yeah, I suppose we've done. I, I just say like we've done two, two to go. Uh huh. Yeah, but I suppose fair enough. Fair point. Anyway. Which murderer? <laughs> We're which murderer? The fractions podcast. Yes. Yes. And yeah, what's new? Not what's going much. on in the world? Not much. I'm still recovering from my fucking finger through the letterbox, mm-hmm. which is purple and disgusting. But then that's that's a healing. It is healing, yeah, but it just hurts to do things like type. <laughs> so are you organized for Crimbo? Oh, so because these episodes are going out quite these are December episodes now we're recording. They I think. are, but I'm a freak and it's October and I am getting ready. So oh, I actually. Oh, good for you. Mm-hmm. I was at your Aldi today because I was super early and I thought I oh, will go grab a sandwich. Oh, did you? Cool. Yeah. And but it's she, not bad, is it? Yeah. She was still in the shower when I got here, so I could have... Uh, can I still say it was still bef- officially before It 12? was officially. I walked in and nobody was here. I just laid on the couch with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the dog will always welcome you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was going through my head. I'm like, at what point do I check and see if she's been murdered? And I was like, <laughs> nah, dog. Well, you could hear the shower, so yes, it was fine. I did eventually hear the shower. So no, I was in your Aldi and I got all my German Christmas goodies. Oh, okay. cool. So I got my Lebkuchen, I got my Stollen, and I got all the stuff for Christmas morning. So so are you doing Christmas at home? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We've not even discussed it, actually, what we're going to do. We need to actually have that discussion because it's sailing close to that time. Are you going to go down to Dave's parents or are you just going to stay um, up here? I don't know. I, I really don't know. We need to work out when we've got the kids and stuff like that. Yeah. We actually sit down and work that out pretty soon, but I don't think it'll be anything major. Okay. Yeah. We're going back to Alnick. We were there yesterday, but we're going back there for New Year's and that's about it. We're going to do Christmas at home. So, I have no yeah. plans for anything yet. All right. I need to discuss. But yes, I'm slowly getting organised and getting quite excited, which is good. Good for you. Because we're sailing into that time and it's feeling like, well, we're properly in autumn now. Yeah. And our clocks change, what, in a couple of weeks? I have no idea. Yeah, it's usually the end of October. Is we, it? We're in mid-October just now. Okay. And it, I think it's usually like the 28th or something that our clocks change and then it'll be dark at like 4pm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is like super cosy. Yes. Yeah, we've had fires on and we've had like, I've ordered like a couple of us. So it's so, it's so strange. There's four of us in this house, okay? And two people, myself, and myself, I'm one of them, like to be super cosy. Yes. And the other two are like, no way. Oh, really? So me and my littlest boy like to be super cosy layers on and whatever yeah. else. I've ordered of these big giant like fleecy hoodies. Yeah. Not, what's the other one? What's the Oodles. Little, not oodles, oodles. But other ones kind of like that. Yeah. So they arrived yesterday and the two, me and him were like jumping about going, oh my Aww. God, look at us. That we were looking so cool. And the other two are like, oh my God, check the state of you two. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny because like we just like to be super cosy. He does. He always comes down on his little rope. It's so uh, cute. He loves like yeah. layers on him and the other two are like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Dave and my oldest boy is like, no, we're busy dead in that. Yeah. I'm like, are you sure you don't want me to order them? And they're like, nope. Nope. But I think there was slight jealousy when ours came yesterday and we were like, look at ours, we're so cosy. I was like, they'll look a bit jealous. <laughs> so I might add them in for Crimble. Yeah. But yes, it's dark nights, it's autumn and I love it. Good. It's so nice. Although we've had quite a lot of rain, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, it But has. we've had a few sunny kind of autumny days. Yeah, it's been a mix. It's been fine. It's been what it usually but is. But it's my favourite season. It is me too. I love it. And I just love like coming in from work and just like, oh, it's dark and let's stay in and let's... And I never want to go out. I know. <laughs> I know. That's the so problem. Nice. I never want to leave the house. 
So what are we doing this week? Mistaken identity. Yes, we did. We did. For the Fractions podcast. Yes. So we're doing mistaken identity murders. Yeah. This was a suggestion. I believe it was Natalie. Was it Natalie? Mm hmm. Nice. It was Natalie. And I loved researching this because I just found one that I just could not believe. I'd never heard of it and I couldn't believe what had happened. But it's so interesting because it happens all the bloody time. It does. It Especially does. in America, I think. Mm, probably, yeah. We, does, I, I don't. A lot of, I don't think we get a lot of mistaken identity murder here. Mine was the British one. Oh, was it? Mine's American. Mm-hmm. Mine interesting. is pretty sad, though. But thank you, Natalie, for the suggestions. It was so good of you, and it was so bloody interesting to research. Yeah. And you are first. I am first. And mine just, heads up, it was sad. Aww. It was sad. So in 2020, Chad Gordon was 27 and shielding during COVID with his grandmother and aunt as he had high blood pressure. Chad had autism and was shy, but known by his family and neighbors in Harringley, North London, as a gentle giant who wouldn't harm a soul. Oh, he sounds lovely. On because our dear friend told us how to say this. Told me how to say this. Oh, is that why you were asking on the group chat? Yeah, Yeah, it was Harringy, just like what you say. I said Lee. Oh, did you? Is it Harringy? I think it's Harring Harringy. Yeah, Herringay. I think so. I think so. I could be wrong, but from what I remember, that's what she said. Okay. Yes. And he was a gentle giant who wouldn't harm a soul, like I said. He was just Aww. a lovely, lovely man. On the 18th of May, Mason Sani Semido, age 19, from Tottenham, and Cameron Robinson, age 20, from Dagenham, stole a moped and drove it to Wiltshire Gardens, Herringay. Herringay. Okay. <sighs> I don't think you're far off. Herringay. Armed with a 9mm handgun. They were intending to seek retribution for the death of a friend who had been stabbed five days prior. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, the two men were at the wrong address and about to murder the wrong man. At 8.30pm, the men rang the front door and when Chad opened it, they shot him almost immediately in the head, causing catastrophic injuries. Oh my god. Chad's aunt was walking home with her six-year-old child and witnessed the shooting, crying out, obviously when she saw that. Oh my god. The gunman then pointed the gun at her and told her to shut up before jumping back on the stolen scooter, fleeing to Lee Valley Marshes, where they threw their helmets into the water and set the scooter on fire to destroy any evidence. Of course. Chad was unfortunately pronounced dead at the scene, (gasps) leaving his family devastated at the loss of such a kind man. They didn't understand it, obviously. He was so sad. So sweet. And yeah, just died immediately. Police learned that there had been tensions between two groups in the area over the stabbing death five days prior, and that one of the suspects for that case lived close to Chad. Okay. So they were trying to figure out, like, why would anybody shoot yeah. this guy? Yeah, because there's no reason at all no. to figure it out. No, not at all. So was per family. Police arrested five people under suspicion of involvement, but the phone records and CCTV footage, which, I mean, for fuck's sake, London. I know. Of all the cities, there's going to be at least 75 million cameras on uh-huh. you. Yeah. And you don't they, get away with it there? No, absolutely not. And the CCTV showed Mason and Cameron were the two men responsible for the shooting, and they were, of course, charged. Good. The trial took place at the Old Bailey, where the two men were found guilty and on the 9th of June 2021 were sentenced to life in prison. Good. Mason received 29 years for the murder, plus six years for possession of a firearm, and Cameron received the same sentence. 
The three other men arrested were found not guilty. So they were charged, but they were found not guilty. Okay. Herringay, Herringay Council will remember Chad by building a new autism campus. Oh, excellent. Uh, I know. And the Herringay Opportunities Project will provide day services for residents with complex learning needs and autism in a newly refurbished building. Oh, that's fab. And so got, sad what happened, though. It's really, really sad. It's so unnecessary. So I got this from Trumpet Media Group from 9th of June 2021, BBC News from 20th of May 2020, ITV News from 22nd of June 2021, Barking and Dagenham Post from 8th of June 2021, BBC News from 8th of June 2021, and cps.gov.uk from the 25th of May 2021. Oh, that was a good one, but really quite sad. It is sad. Thank you. And we're back. We are back. And heads up, mine's is a belter. Okay. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there because I just, uh, when I was in, when I was researching it, uh-huh. and like, the story was unfolding, I was like, what the fuck? Okay. It's a what the fuck one, I think. Although hopefully this is not an anticlimax. Okay. So I'm going to talk about Joyce Ann Brown, who was born in, on the 12th of February 1947 in Wills Point, Northeast Texas, and later raised in Dallas. Her mother was a homemaker. Her father was a domestic worker. Mm-hmm. She married a musician called James Brown. Not the famous I one. I was though. about to say. <laughs> Not the famous one. But was sadly widowed two years later when he was shot and killed in a nightclub fight. Oh, shit. Oh, I felt really bad for her then. Yeah. With only a high school education and needing to support an extended family that included a daughter, two stepsons and 14 brothers and sisters... What? Mm-hmm. Stop having babies. Yes. Joyce went to work part-time as a call girl. She was arrested Aww. at least once on prostitution charges. And a result of that, her name and photograph were on file with the Dallas Police Department. Okay. Because obviously, mm-hmm. need a record of that. Yeah. One o'clock on the afternoon of May the 6th, 1980, two women walked into a store called Fine Furs by Ruben, a shop owned by Ruben and Alla Danziger, who were Holocaust survivors and had settled in Dallas. Aww. One of the women was wearing pink trousers and she ordered the couple at gunpoint to load furs into plastic trash bags. Okay. Before leaving, she shot Mr. Danziger, who later died. Aww. She and her accomplice, who was wearing a navy blue jogging suit, remember that? Remember. Fled with the furs in a brown Datsun. Okay. Dallas police officers found the car abandoned the next day mm-hmm. and they learned that it had been rented by a woman named Joyce Ann Brown. Oh, no. At the time of the robbery, Joyce, who had long since found conventional employment, was working as a receptionist at another fur store uh-huh. called Coslow's Furs, about three miles from where the crime had happened. So she was working... In a fur shop also. In a fur shop? Mm-hmm, three miles away. And it was her car? Well, you'll find this out. Okay. So not long afterwards, she opened the Dallas Morning News and read to her astonishment that she was wanted for questioning in connection with capital murder. Oh my God. She resolved to see the police to clear things up and her mother warned her a lot of times, don't go down there because you might not come back. Oh. But Joyce was totally unconcerned. She was like, I've got a complete alibi, let's concrete. Yeah. Um, on the day of the robbery, her office time clock showed her punching in at 8.48 and out at 4.12pm. Yeah. But sadly, her mother's words proved prophetic. At the police station, the first link in the chain of circumstantial evidence against Joyce was her name. Right. 
There were probably hundreds of women in the United States named Joyce Ann Brown, but that did not appear to matter. It was she, after all, who was on the books of the Dallas police. Uh-huh. Her job in a first shop quickly became the second link to the police that suggested that she had insider's knowledge of the business and knew which furs were most valuable. The third link proved to be her face. Oh, no. Presented with photos, Mrs. Danziger identified Joyce as the robber in blue mm. and she was placed under arrest. That's not good. Soon afterwards, the Dallas police learned that the Joyce Ann Brown who had rented the Datsun car lived in Denver. The Denver Joyce Ann Brown told them that she'd lent the car to a friend called Renee Taylor. Renee had a history of robbing fur shops. Okay. At her apartment in Dallas, the police found a .22 calibre revolver, furs from the Danziger shop and a pair of pink trousers. Oh. The getaway car also bore her fingerprints. No incriminating evidence was found in the home of Joyce Ann Brown. Mm-hmm. However, Texas officials prosecuted her anyway. They are shit. You know what? They probably fucking knew it was the wrong person. Well, they did, definitely, because all the evidence is there. Mm-hmm. They went ahead with it. Oh. Their reasons were never made clear, but they may, may well have been rooted, Joyce supporters say, in their feelings about her social class, her former profession, and the colour of her skin as Joyce was black. Yep. Her trial began in 1980. The prosecutor's theory of the crime was that Joyce, whom co-workers described as having worn a black blouse and white skirt on the day of the murders, had slipped out of her office, changed into a blue jogging suit, driven the three miles to the other shop, committed the robbery, changed back into her office clothes, made the three-mile trip back, all in 36 minutes of her lunch break. Sure. I mean, that's totally that's doable. impossible. Because they had a weak case, they bolstered it with dishonesty. The dishonesty was that the prosecutor put on a witness as a lady whom had previously given false testimony and been charged for it. Oh, for they didn't, sake. They didn't reveal this to the court. <gasps> that witness was the fourth and most damning link in the chain. Yeah. The witness was called Martha Jane Bruce, who was a cellmate of Joyce's as she awaited her trial and testified that Joyce had admitted the crime to her. It's never com- true. Which like, is completely it's, false. I would say it's almost never true. Yeah. After deliberating for a few hours, the jury, who were all white, mm. found Joyce guilty. The lead juror was a man called Mr. Peeler. He said when the verdict was announced and he saw Joyce's face, he just couldn't believe it. He was in shock. He said she was devastated, like totally surprised because I knew at that point she was innocent. Oh my God. And he said, I knew that we'd made a terrible mistake, but we couldn't do anything about it. And I never got her face out of my thoughts for years. Oh. Joyce was incarcerated at Mountain View, a women's prison in Gatesville in Texas. She later said that she'd been represented by a white attorney, convicted by a white jury and sentenced by a white judge. Yep. And she arrived at prison on a white bus and clothing issued to her at prison was white. She said it seemed at that point that all colour was being removed from my life. Oh. So bad. It's so bad. In prison, she endured indignities like frisking regularly, strip searching, along with soul-numbing boredom that she escaped by sleeping 14 hours a day. Mm -hmm. A further indignity was that the year after her conviction, Joyce was joined in prison by Renee Taylor, the woman who actually did it. The woman in pink. No. She was apprehended in 1981. She pleaded guilty to the robbery and the murder of Mr Danziger. She never publicly named her accomplice, but she signed an affidavit saying that neither the Dallas nor the Denver, Joyce Ann Brown was involved in the crime. Wow, okay. Yet Joyce remained in prison. Fucking bullshit. She earned her associate law degree there and over time her bitterness gave way to determination to see her conviction righted. Mm-hmm. By 1988, 
a new lawyer, she'd she'd gone to a new lawyer who took up the case called Mr. McCloskey. He worked for an investigative organisation based in New Jersey that helped overturn more than 50 wrong convictions. He found out that at least two jurors were having second thoughts, including the one that I mentioned. Yeah. A few days after the trial, Mr. Peeler, the lead juror, who I mentioned before, he'd actually gone out and timed himself driving through the route of traffic that Joyce was alleged to have taken from one first shop to another. Yeah. And he said he wanted to be sure we did the right thing and after making the drive, it was obvious that we'd done the wrong thing. Oh. Joyce's new lawyer, Mr. McCloskey, spoke to Renee in prison. He learned the name of her alleged accomplice. He travelled to Colorado where the woman was serving a sentence for another armed robbery and noticed immediately he said that she strongly resembled Joyce. Right. Martha Bruce, the witness who lied, her record came to light also that she'd been charged for false testimony before. Right. On the strength of all this, Joyce's lawyers petitioned the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals to set her conviction aside. In November 1989, the the court granted Joyce freedom. Good. And the district attorney chose not to retry her. On the last day of 1993, her record was expunged. She settled in Dallas after that and worked as an aide to a county commissioner. She also founded a group that aids both wrongfully convicted prisoners and released convicts seeking to re-enter society. Mm -hmm. Renee Taylor was later charged with a life sentence in Texas for the robbery and murder. Her alleged accomplice has never been charged. Wow, okay. After Joyce's release, she and the lead juror, Mr. Peeler, became friends, appearing together at public events, and he has since served on other duties, all in civil court. Mm -hmm. Joyce ended up serving nine years, five months and 24 days for a crime she didn't commit before her conviction was set aside. She, for 25 years, worked for that group Mm -hmm. and went out of her way to make sure that this never happened again to anyone else. And unfortunately, she died on the 13th of June 2015, age 68, after suffering from a heart attack. So young. And that all came from a fabulous article in the New York Times um, from June 2015 and some information from Wikipedia. Very good. Thank you. And we are back. And this is horrific. It is horrific. They both died almost exactly the same way. Mm. But it's horrific that in pretty modern times this has happened. I know. I know. And it's just like, I just can't believe, especially mine, that a woman's lost 10 years of her life. Yeah, that's sad. When the police do, she was innocent. It's also really sad that two people who had survived probably the worst things that humans have ever experienced in Auschwitz mm-hmm. were then shot while trying to just make a living. Yep. Like, those women should they should suffer every day for the rest of their lives Definitely. for what they did. And I've never, I've never, I've never been into far of you. Oh God, no, no. So I know that I know. Obviously, that was the eighties in America, so that was probably a big thing then. I know that lots of ladies liked wearing. Maybe it was fake far most of it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was real far. But whenever you watch like old American shows round about that time, yeah, everybody. The ladies have always, always got their big hair in their fur. If I have no issue with people wearing leather or fur, if the animal has been shot and eaten mm-hmm. and has been ethically, you know, if it is, you know, I don't see the point in wasting a fur if you are eating the animal mm. or the hide. Yeah. If you're eating the animal, mm-hmm. I think that is absolutely 100% fine. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that they breed animals just to kill them for fur and no. then throw the meat away. I think that no. is unethical and I don't I, like I, it. No, I agree with you there. Yeah. 
but I've not been. I don't think was that a massive thing here. You you didn't live here then, but was it a massive thing in Canada far at that point? Uh, no, I I I don't think it was. I think there was quite a lot of fur trim, mm. maybe, but not full fur coats. Mm. I think it was like. It was fashionable here, but I wouldn't say it was real fur. I think it was all like fake fur. It was probably a lot of fur. Real fur is quite expensive. Mm. But I mean, it's still, there is still a fur trade. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I'm I'm not up for that at all. No. For those no. reasons also. However, it sounds like yours died pretty instantly. He did die very quickly. As sad as it was, I, he didn't suffer. It was... It was a real shame. He didn't get a chance guy. to talk. It was just basically yeah. shot in the head and that was that. So I think on that for that reason, I'm going to pick that. I think so. He didn't suffer. It was an incredible loss to mm. everybody else, but yeah. he didn't suffer. Yeah. Whereas the Auschwitz survivors, you know, got yeah. robbed and then got shot. So they I were know, probably so really like, scared. Yeah. Their livelihood's gone and yeah. the women's lost her husband. Yeah. It's just, I just, I just cannot believe that because of a name, this woman like lost 10 years of her life. I just, it's, it's just, I, I, I mean, this is when I just feel so let down by the police. It's just like they knew, it's like they know exactly, but it's like they have to pin someone else down for this, someone down for this crime, but you know who did it, so. I know. You've got someone else, so to take that box and put someone away for it, you've got someone else, but they still went with an innocent woman. I think that they should be jailed, honestly. They should definitely um, have prison time for what they've did. Yeah. And I don't, I actually tried to look into what happened to them, but couldn't find anything out. Probably nothing. I would Mm. guess nothing happened to them other than maybe they got a bit of a reputation people didn't work with them as much. Again, extreme unfairness. Very. Which I hate. And also, like, a jury is supposed to be a collection of your peers. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but an all-white jury for a black woman with a, you know... That's not... Sex worker record... Mm -hmm. That is not a representation no, of her peers. That is not peers. a representation. No, definitely not. Those are not her peers. I know. So... And I did read an article actually about this lead juror who had gone on to, gone out of his way to talk to people mm. who had been selected for jury and to reiterate the importance of it. I take it he's a black, a white man. Yeah. Yeah. And to reiterate the importance of go with your gut feeling, like take it all in. And yeah. If you have any hesitations, voice them mm-hmm. because you, you will, I mean, you might end up putting an innocent person in prison. Yeah, so then you're somebody is in prison from because that day. That must have been an awful feeling. Oh, I mean, you, you've taken someone's life away. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm mean, thankfully she go out, but still, ten years is ten years. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the best years probably yeah, of her life. Exactly. And she died young. And it's just so sad. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to pick yours for that I reason. I think I will as well. But that was so interesting. And thank you, Natalie, for the suggestion. Yeah, thank you. And keep the memes coming, Natalie. You've been quite quiet on memes. Yeah, Natalie. <laughs> Are you even trying to entertain us? I, st- I steal all her memes because Natalie's uh, really funny and she sends us memes and I'm like, I'm keeping that one. Yeah. She's very funny. But thank you very much for that suggestion. And we will be back next week. Reviews, please. Yeah. It would be lovely. Didn't we just get a review? We did. Did we read it out? But was that not from one of the other podcasts we're going to collaborate with? I don't know. Or was it? I don't know. We shall look into it for next one. Well, I'll find it. <laughs> Stay tuned for Stay us. tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned for one review in a while. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, any reviews would be awesome. Thank you. And keep coming over and chatting to us. Yes, please. And suggest topics and spread fun. And go buy some merch. Yes, any merch is gratefully appreciated. I'm going to buy the jar glass thing. What's the jar glass thing? It looks like a mason jar, but it's a drinking glass. It's got a lid and a oh, straw. Got a straw. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Oh, yeah, that's cute. And I've 
I've amended some of the designs so that they're not quite as in your face on some of the t-shirts. Okay. So you're not going to be screaming Mitch, Mitch Murderer from your tits. You're going to have like a little logo <laughs> above one. Because <laughs> some of them are like... The people are going to have to come right up to you to screw their eyes up and go, what does that say? Yeah. It's just a little bit more subtle, but it, it works a bit better, I think, for the design. So yeah, go check out the merch. We've redone a bit. We've got some new stuff. I've actually got parent tonight tonight for my youngest child. And when I was getting ready, I came across my merch t-shirt and I thought, I probably shouldn't wear that to parents tonight. <laughs> Imagine if I turned up with my, my, my t-shirt and my hat on. Maybe you should. How's my child doing at school? Okay, you look a bit strange. Yeah, <laughs> just quietly leave a business card on her desk. Yeah. Oh, it's a him. Oh, is it a him? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's a he and he's very, shall we say... No, I'm not going to say anything, no, actually. I better, better not, not saying, to say anything. But yes. Okay, but thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Which Murderer is hosted by Spreaker and is recorded in a secret location in Scotland. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts, email us at whichmurderer at gmail.com or visit our website at whichmurderer.com. We are also on Instagram, Reddit and Twitter. Just look for the at whichmurderer account or hashtag. You can join the debate on our Facebook page and group interacting with other listeners or the Which Murderer team. Our theme music is Kill Me Again by Blue Bend. Her artwork was produced by Wild Creations at Fiverr.com.